Welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast, where we offer solutions to the obstacles you face when it comes to achieving your health and fitness goals. As a married couple who's lost a combined weight of 100 kilograms and 11 clothes sizes, our raw, real, and relatable stories will show you the path you must walk to achieve, and more importantly, maintain the results you know you can reach, because we know it works. So get ready to share the success and show the results with your hosts, Matt and Courtney. Hello and welcome to season seven of the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and sitting with me as always is Matt. Hello, welcome. I'm ready. Let's just do this. First episode. We can't really count last week's episode, can no, we? No, it's just an intro. Intro. So first official episode of season seven. Yep. And welcome to 2022. Mm. Unbelievable. Time flies. Indeed. How many years is this for us now? Doing this podcast? Yep. That's a question without notice. Uh, I think it'll be the fifth anniversary. Wow. I think, I think we actually had our fifth anniversary. Uh, would it be in January or early Feb? Wow. Yeah, I'm pretty short notice question. I think our first episode was around about the last week of January 2017. Short notice question, literally no notice question. <laughs> just just yeah. threw it out there. Yeah. So very exciting. Anyway, mm. let's get into today's topic. Let's do it. Why you should stop being a dick to yourself. Indeed. Why you should stop being a dick to yourself. Funny to say. It's a funny title, but... Also very serious. Not really a funny feeling. Not a funny situation because of how often we can be dicks to ourselves over... In the big picture, what can often be very sort of small, small little things like glitches, blips... Like, you know, You're talking about mistakes, errors, and judge, yeah. shit that shit that goes wrong, shit that doesn't go to plan. Yep, um, be it through something that you may have done or not done, or like, how many examples do you want? Like poor time management. Yeah, there's there's a lot of examples poor, on poor choices, things poor, going wrong, poor yes. reactions. Like, how long you got? Yes, um, but you know, I suppose it's worth giving some examples and getting a bit into this. Like, what do we mean? When we say stop being a dick to yourself, this is kind of a discussion about I look at it as being self-care yes, and understanding and practicing a bit more uh, kindness towards ourselves. Empathy. Mm-hmm. Empathy. Ooh. Yes. Mm. Uh, completely agree. Uh, I, I think, Courtney, you and I can both agree that no one is harder on us than ourselves. Yes. We are without, like, the cliche is, well, I'm my own worst critic. Like, join the queue. Yes. We are all our own worst critic. Uh, very often, especially when it comes, obviously, to this context about a weight loss journey, which is very emotional to begin with, we are our own worst critics to the nth degree. Yes. And to as many faults as you want to give example to, which is why we have this topic about not being a dick to yourself because we can be so hard on ourselves if we spoke to ourselves or spoke to other people the way that we speak to ourselves sometimes is like, mate, you're a fucking dick. Yes. Why do you talk to people like that? But it's okay to talk to yourself like that, yes. apparently. Absolutely. So let's let's give some examples here of what we mean, shall we? What do you think? Absolutely. Uh, will I kick off? Yes. Okay. Classic examples uh, would be something along the lines of 
oh, I've made a mistake. I'm a massive failure. Mm. Yes. Yes. One bad day, one bad meal, one bad workout. Yeah. Oh, one, I had um, – One bad insert – here. Well, one another one is one bad day can mean oh, I've, I've ruined the whole thing. I've screwed the whole thing up. Yes. It's Monday and I've just, oh, what a mess. You know what? I'll come back next week. I'll come back next month. I'll come back next year. It's over. It's catastrophizing. Absolutely. Yes. It's it definitely um, making mountains out of molehills. Yes. Uh, over what in – the big picture would probably not be very big things. No. But, you know, we, we do tend to, as you said, Courtney, catastrophize small things that may have gone wrong for whatever reason. Yes. Like, you know, I, I like to use the phrase, shit happens. And <laughs> sometimes shit happens. But the thing is, when, when these times occur, they'll usually will come with a fistful of negative self-talk. And the way we start to sort of internalize the language we use on ourselves. So, oh, you're a failure. You're a fuck up. You're useless. You're worthless. You know, you're not going to succeed with this. So why are you even bothering to try? Yeah, I can't believe you even started this. <laughs> what was the point? You've wasted your money. You've wasted your time. Why did you think you could do it? Why? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Why did you think you could do it? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure with you listening, if this sounds familiar, like, yes. This probably does sound familiar. Yes, yes. So I think in terms of failure or um, not in terms of failure, sorry, in terms of mistakes, Mm. this is just one example of an area where it's really easy for us to be dicks to ourselves. Yes. Um, I think if we're going to look at also, there's um, a, a second area, which is before we've even made the mistake. So we also have the ability and the, the habit for a lot of us of talking ourselves down before we've even started, before we've even had a chance to even make an error. We're already having that sort of talk in in our in our minds. So it's don't even bother starting. You're going to fail anyway. Ah. Or it's um. Uh, ev- everyone knows you can't do it, so don't even bother trying. Um, so talking yourself out of it. Talking yourself out of it, or even talking yourself into making those mistakes. You know, it's you, you're going to fuck it up. So you're you going to make a mistake. Wrong. Yep. We, we we all know you're going to make the mistake. Just this this is a sort of negative. Um, and, and when I when I hear somebody say, when I hear the heading, why you should stop being a dick to yourself, it's always for me comes across as it's negative self talk, really, mm-hmm. to me. Is that what you would describe it as as well, Matt? I completely agree. Yeah. Yep. So that negative self talk, that negative little voice in the back of your head. Um, that's where it's it's come from me. It's definitely come from me a lot in the first example you gave, Matt, which is on making mistakes. Mm-hmm. That one for me is probably more prominent personally, but I've definitely had it before as well, where on this example too where 
you know, I'm talking myself down before I've had a chance to start or before I've even had a chance to make a mistake, but I'm convincing myself that I'm going to make a mistake. Well, like you're waiting for it to happen. Yes. And then what would happen when it did occur? Well, then, you know, I would jump to the first example you gave, which is then berating myself for making the mistake that I told myself I was going to make. Like, it's so stupid. Um, And it's this, like, evil cycle. But, you know, I just spent time telling myself that I was going to make a mistake. And then when I make the mistake, I just berate myself. You know, you're right. You're a failure. You're, you know, you're shit. Why do you even start? That sort of thing. Um, Not a healthy space to be in, is it? It's that negative pattern, that negative cycle um, that I think you can get yourself in. I think you've spoken before, Matt, about that um, voice in your head, you know, back in the day, really beating yourself up as well. Yep. So did you have times where you hadn't even started trying to make change yet and you were already talking yourself down? Um, a, a little bit. I was, I was more about when something would go wrong, yeah. I would just overthink, overanalyze, um, replay situations in my head. For yeah. days and weeks and months, oh, I should have done this. I should have said that. Like I'm such a loser. I'm never going to go anywhere in life, and you, it just sort of perpetuates itself from there. So I, I was more reactive, yeah, to situations more than talking myself out of things. Yep. Uh, but I mean, the example uh, that you brought up, Courtney, about you know expecting or waiting for something to to go wrong and then berating yourself for it. Like I have seen that more times than I care to count in in my career as a coach. And I always wondered for me personally whether it had anything to do with the anxiety that I have. Okay. Because my anxiety is often wrapped up in things going wrong. Mm -hmm. So I will worry that things are going to go wrong before they go wrong. So I'll always... My nature is then to try to preempt things going wrong. So, how would you do that? Oh, in terms of my just that's just my overall nature. So, when it comes to my work, to just anything, anything I perceive as danger, you know, just I wouldn't even go there because I my perception would be that it will go wrong. Um, Would you say you're risk averse? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, everything from being late for something gives me massive anxiety. So I would always make sure I was early if I could be. Nothing wrong with that at all. So in situations like that for you where, say, for example, you're running late. Yes. What do you tell yourself? What goes through your mind? Short notice question. Yeah. No notice question. No, it's um, it it's sort of for me. My anxiety depends on the situation. It's always negative, so it's always some sort of negative outcome. But it would depend on the situation as to what I would I would tell myself. So it's not the same thing every time. As in, what you project the worst possible outcome will occur from this thing. Yes. Ah, so what you'll you'll annoy someone. Someone won't like you, or yes. Okay. Let someone down. Um, ah, it it just depends on the situation. Depends what I'm late for. But it's always the the um the glass half empty. Oh yeah, gonna miss my plane. 
You know, been late for the airport. Like to be fair, to be fair, that gets me too. That one. Like yeah. there'll be some sort of negative consequence. Yeah. For my my lateness or but, my action. But it makes things worse for you. The negative talk. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because then it makes me um, act irrationally. Because you know that's what anxiety is. It's irrational. It's mm-hmm. an irrational fear de- generally of something happening um, or something being done. So for me, it makes me act irrationally. Um, and I wonder if sometimes that me having anxiety and, and that problem um, does sometimes feed into just my general negative talk around things, things going wrong before they start. Has that has that occurred to you, um, like when you first started doing this, when you and I first met? No. What were you telling yourself back then? When I was when I first started, it was hard because I was definitely in that right place where I didn't, I second guessed what I was doing for weeks leading into it, and then when I was ready to start, I was like, bang, didn't second guess it. Ah. And that's often when I know that I'm really, really ready for something because I won't think about it again. The positives outweigh the negatives. It must be even through my anxiety. I just won't think about it again. Yeah, okay. So I love it when that happens because it's, it's so nice when, you know, when you, when somebody has anxiety, you know what it's like when you can actually make a decision without feeling anxious. It's like unbelievably good. Um, so I really loved that, but. There were definitely times along the way, especially my early days, that I would talk myself down, um, that negative self-talk around, um, you know, you're not going to be able to keep the weight off anyway. Um, Really? Yeah, just different things like that. Um, You're not doing good enough. Now, isn't that a big one? You're not doing good enough. Yeah. It could be easy to get in your own head. Yes. We talk like that, isn't it? You're not doing you're not doing good enough. You have to do more. I think it's one of those things. I was talking to um a friend even yesterday saying how you you can tell yourself like the human brain is an amazing thing. You can tell yourself something for so long and then you'll truly believe it. Yeah, for sure. So um yeah, you can. You can definitely negative talk yourself into really truly believing something. Mm. Um which is quite sad. Well, often, often that it is. You're right. That is quite sad. That will often lead to a person's actions reflecting that. Yeah, yeah, because they truly believe it. Yep. So that's often that's where things like I see self sabotage come in because in not all cases, but in a, in many cases, a person might might talk themselves into. That sabotage because well I was going to fail anyway. Absolutely, I was going to screw it up. Yeah, so I may as well just screw it up now. Yeah, yes. Mm. And like in the first example you gave, Matt, it's well I've already made one mistake. So what's fifty more going to hurt? Yeah, <laughs> I'll restart on Monday. Yeah. So yeah, there's no you lose the concept of of drawing a line mm. in the sand and and moving forward because you're constantly in this negative um, loop almost. Yeah, I look at it, the phrase I look at it with is that 
you know, you get knocked down and you then choose to stay down. Yeah, yeah, yep, perfect analogy. Mm-hmm. I think the third main um, example here that I wanted to bring up, which was based around it, it's easy to be a dick to yourself when you have quite a narrow focus on what you're doing. In, in what regards? So what we can – we all know that weight loss is difficult. Yeah. By this point, you know, <laughs> weight loss is hard. We've spoken about it enough. We don't need to hey, cover that look, ground anymore. Breaking news, weight loss is weight hard. Weight loss is hard. You heard it here first. Also, it won't be groundbreaking to anybody who's listened to us for more than one episode mm. that weight loss is a really long process. We speak about it a lot. We won't go over that either, but – we all know this by now, weight loss is not a quick and easy process to do. So we all need to be, we've spoken about it in the past, we need to be thinking long-term. We need to be setting short-term goals, but our big mindset needs to be focused on, you know, this is a long-term journey. Which, by the way, easier said than done. Easier said than done. Absolutely. And I think... Often as well, we can fall back into these traps of negative thinking and being a dick to ourselves when we're falling back into that narrow short-term focus. Like what you said earlier, Matt, one mistake. And oh, we're yeah. throwing the, the... The baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would, if you don't mind, yeah. I would actually add to this. I think what can... What can often work against us with being narrow focused um, and the inability to think long-term is it's one of the drawbacks of time-based goals. Yes. So, well, it's currently September and if I haven't lost four dress sizes by Christmas, I've completely failed. Yeah. Yeah. Which very narrow focused and I think it's – something that can eat away at you and make you think that you're something that you're really not when you have a, a I'm not going to sit here and say that you shouldn't have time-based goals because you kind of should, but there's a real, there's a real sort of double edge yes. to that where when applied well, time-based goals can add a sense of urgency, but very often they could be applied unrealistically so I've got to change my life and turn everything around and I've only got six months to do it. Yeah. And what happens if you don't, if you don't get it by then? Yeah. Oh, well, I fucked up. I'm a failure. Yeah. I, I, it, was, it was not going to work. But my response would be, well, is it the fact that you're a failure or is it more the fact that your expectations were way off? Yeah, absolutely. Expectations, setting... Good goal setting is is really key. Can we agree? Goal setting is a skill. It is a skill. Goal setting, on the subject of, hey, this ain't easy, real quality goal setting is not easy. It's also not a one and done. So Mm. you're never going to set your goals at the start of your journey. Very rarely does the same person have those same exact goals with the exact same time frames 12, 18, 24 months down the track. Definitely not. Think, think, if you stick with it long enough, these goals will evolve. They will you, evolve. You will evolve. It's and not a one and done thing and that's where it's good because you are able to develop the skill of setting and refining goals 
And you're right, Matt, expectation on time frame is super key. Because if you are if you have a short term narrow focus on what you're expecting from your body and yourself when you haven't actually done this before, mm. so you really don't know how your body is going to that's why people say to us, How long is it gonna take me to get here? Literally, how long's a piece of string? I was thinking the exact same words. Because yes. If you've never done something before, how are you supposed to know how your body's going to respond to it? How quickly, in what order? You, you, you would have no idea. The um, way the way mm. in which my body is going to drop fat and gain muscle is might be completely different to the next person. Likely will be, yes. To the next female, to the next male, Absolutely. to the next 50-year-old, to the next 20-year-old. Like it's all so different. So you you totally bang on, Matt. I think expectation, having the wrong uh, timing expectations on yourself and your goals really does narrow your focus and it makes it really hard to think long-term and it makes it really easy to be a real dick to yourself when you don't hit the things that you think you should be hitting. I think you may have just answered the question I wanted to ask you, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Sure. Do you think poor expectations is a form of being a dick to yourself? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because there's... Something you've been guilty of? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because you get, like we're all human, you get stuck in that, that desire to get what you want. As now. quickly as possible, get what you want we now. live. We live in a world where we used to be able to just get what we want. Well, like Amazon is next day. Like, come on, people. Like, it's, um, the the phrase is instant gratification. Like we yeah. just want what we want, and now. I get that more than anyone else as well. But unfortunately, it doesn't come fast. So you do get you do get stuck in that in between mental state of wanting to do it in a sustainable long-term way, wanting to change your lifestyle for the good forever, but wanting to get instant results. So you can you can get a reward almost for your hard work or you can show off to your friends and family, this is what I've been working towards. See, it's working. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do have to be careful because absolutely – setting setting poor time expectations on yourself, you're setting yourself up for self-sabotage. As well as I think on top of poor time-based expectations can be poor performance-based expectations. So people who are clearly complete beginners thinking that they are actually way more advanced than they really are and then beating themselves up yes. for making what I, I call beginner mistakes. So to me, I'll often see um, even clients that we work with. Well, there's there's no point. There's no point having a filter on this. They'll think they're better than what they are when they first start. It's like, mate, you're starting from the ground floor, and you think you're in the penthouse already. No, you are not, and you're about to find out the hard way that you are not. I think that's a form of being a dick to yourself is not accepting that you are a beginner in whatever situation you might be in. And it's okay to be a beginner in in any, you know, whatever that given situation might be. And can I just circle back? Um, something that popped into my head 
with being a dick to yourself about time-based goals. Yes. So you and I, Courtney, we will not work with anyone as their coach for anything less than a minimum of 12 months. Now, the thing is, though, where we say nothing less than a minimum of 12 months, that's not to say you've got 12 months to change your life with us. Because quite frankly, it'll take you longer than that. Yes. Because it took us longer than that. It takes everyone longer than that. So often we can be dicks to ourselves, even for our clients, thinking, I've got 12 months with Matt and Courtney to do this. No, you don't. No. We don't think you'll do it in 12 months. You need at least 12 months to start to make dents and inroads into good habits, um, positive self-talk, um, you know, healthy mindsets, you know, positive outlooks in general. Um, but it's not, it's not like I've got this particular amount of time to get to the finish line. But we also as coaches have to take that pressure off ourselves in the same example mm-hmm. to say, remind ourselves, we don't have to change this person's entire life in 12 months. Mm. So I don't, I don't think we do that. It, no, we don't. But it, it, it's difficult as coaches sometimes also. To, we also have to... We also have to train our long-term mindset set habit of thinking like that from a coaching perspective, from our own transformation and lifestyle perspective. I think I think for us, from a, a coach's perspective, is being understanding, especially with clients, knowing that you know what, they're gonna come along at their own rate. Yeah. Some people some people might pick things up quickly, some might take a little bit longer. No one's right or wrong. No. With this. Uh, and that's, I know, for just my personal perspective, whenever we're working with someone and we say, like, right, it's minimum 12 months, like, hey, just let's be clear about this. You're probably going to need longer than 12 months because, like, it, take, it takes years. It has to be natural case. for you. That's why there's no right or wrong because if it's mm-hmm. not natural for you and your personality and your lifestyle, if you're forcing it, then it's not going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. So... That's why it has to be natural for you and everyone is going to have that a different experience. Um, but I think just recapping slightly, Matt, those are the, I think when we were talking about this topic, those were the three sort of main areas that we sort of highlighted as the negative self-talk really comes into play or the being a dick to yourself yeah. really comes into play over those sort of three main points. Mm-hmm. which is fair and I I personally tend to think that often especially when we talk about like you know not 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 seeing the big picture and struggling to to look at things and process things from a long-term perspective often comes from a lack of sustained experience which is my nice way of saying we give up too soon yes or we just stop too soon yes and the thing is with that, when you, if you give up too soon or you give up at all, like forget too soon, if you give up or if you're one of those people that has a habit of stopping, you know, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. When you go through that, it's not just your quote unquote results that get stopped. It's your actual mental and emotional development with this that gets stopped as well. Your perspective growth gets stopped. Because all of a sudden you're you're no longer gaining more experience because you stop what you're doing. Yeah. And the thing is, as you know, with this Courtney as well, as you get more sustained experience, living the lifestyle, and I'll use that phrase, living it, 
not doing it for 12 weeks or 12 months and going back to normal, but living it, you, you evolve. Yes. And you develop the ability to see the bigger picture, which in turn, and I'll speak from personal experience here, helps you to look at things we're speaking about here, about being a dick to yourself of like, you know, making little mistakes or things going wrong and just shrugging your shoulders and just keep on going. But you don't get better at handling those situations and being understanding of yourself unless you keep going with this, which is always why when someone says to me, like, what's the number one advice you give to someone? It's a combination of don't stop slash keep going. Yes. That makes sense? Yes. Any other personal examples we'd like to give here with this? Or you would like to give here with this, Courtney? No, I think they're my main ones I've already given. I know I know. with me, I was the biggest dick of all time to myself. It was, I, I considered the way I treated myself when I was younger to be unfair. Yeah. And if I treated anyone else like I used to treat myself, like I wouldn't be a popular person. Yeah. At all. And that's what I said at the top of this episode. Like, if you treated other people like you treat yourself, you wouldn't have any friends. No. You know? Uh, well, why don't we transition, Courtney? We've sort of built the problem here. Yeah. To tips we want to give. Yeah. Can I please start with the first and most important tip of them all? Do it. Stop being a dick to yourself. Give yourself a break. Yes. Cut yourself some slack. Yes. Absolutely. Be, you know, be, be a little bit more understanding. Yeah. Um, a phrase I was taught, especially in uh, the world of business that also translates to weight loss, is don't sweat the small stuff. Yes. There are indeed some things with your weight loss journey that are worth stressing about. Most things aren't. Yes. The other the um, quote that I always think of in terms of, Business setting as well, which it does translate yeah. to this, which was my old manager back in the day, uh, who's still my very good friend. She always used to say to me, it's never a problem till it's a problem. Ooh, I like that. And that is something I tell myself to this day. So if you're somebody like me who suffers from anxiety or is somebody who maybe is a bit of a dick to yourself before something's even happened yet... That is something that I've always tried to say to myself and I've found that that's really been helpful. Can you repeat that again? It's never a problem. or she, It's not a problem till it's a problem. I like that. That, um, that reminds me of a phrase I learned a long time ago. Um, don't panic. There's plenty of time for that later. Yes. So whatever, the, whatever phrase resonates with you, try to keep it with you and remind yourself of it. Yeah, um, I know you've got a big tip we're getting into for you in a second, Courtney. I'll just drop another one by saying that kindness and understanding and empathy towards yourself can go a long way, yes. but also allow you to improve with this. Yes. Because I, I know for me, like I'm not going to sit here and say to you, oh, you'll master this and this won't be an issue. No, this will continue to be an issue. You'll just get better at it. Yes, I agree. The issue doesn't go away. You yes. handle it better. Like we've spoken about in the past, you've said you know you wouldn't you wouldn't have any friends if you 
we're like this to other people. Mm. I think the main thing as well to also remember is that kindness and understanding and empathy, if if somebody spoke to your children or your spouse Ooh. or your family member in the way that you speak to yourself. Your parents. Yeah, those you love the most. You wouldn't would just you, accept yeah. it yeah, would you and agree with, with them. Yep. You would never just accept it and agree with them. That's a really good way of putting it. So you have to step back and have perspective and think – if somebody was speaking to my loved one like this, would I be agreeing with them? Yeah, well, I cop that. Yeah. And the answer would be no. You think so? So, <laughs> so you know, you have to sort of reframe it sometimes because it's super easy to um, treat ourselves poorly. Speaking of reframing, you've got a quote here from your your bestie, Mel Robbins. <laughs> yes. Mel Robbins, the author, I follow her on Instagram. Close personal friend of Courtney's. Oh, I wish. I reckon she'd be such a cool friend to have. Um, if you don't follow her Instagram, I suggest you do because she's she does some great Q&As on her Instagram story. Have you considered asking her to come on to our podcast for an interview then? No, I haven't. Okay, start considering. Okay. Um, but this wasn't the exact quote she gave, but somebody had asked, asked her a question about feeling of how to get over regret. And I remember her answer was something along the lines of, you're not going to get over regret. You have to reframe regret to a lesson. So if you start thinking instead of feeling regret about something, you have to reframe that. And rather than use the word regret, try lesson. If you start to look at that, any mistake that you've made as a lesson rather than a regret, you're starting to take that negativity out of it. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You're reframing it as something positive rather than something negative. It makes it a lot easier then, mm. especially if, if you're somebody like me who suffers from anxiety and if you're like me, my anxiety does lead me to regret a lot and to think in the past a lot. Mm. Trying to reframe that as a lesson just allows you to help move on. Also get something positive out of the situation. Get something positive, yeah. As well. Um, that's a really good phrase. Do you think she'd come on the on the podcast? <laughs> Probably not. But what have you just have you have you thought about sliding into the DMs and it's like, hey, uh, I'm Courtney, I'm from the greatest health and fitness podcast in the world. As voted by me and my husband. Not biased. At all. Yes. Um, I Another tip I want to give here before we wrap things up. There's two more I'd like to give. That's okay, Courtney. Yes. Just stick with it long enough. Uh, don't give up or elect to stop stopping and you will get better with this, I promise. Uh, this is like many things. It's something that's only earned through experience. No amount of watching positive videos online or even, honestly, even listening to us isn't going to hold up to you just earning it through experience and sticking with it and getting the benefits that come with sticking with this. Yes. Which is one reason why, um, going back to time-based goals, there are I'm not a fan in many cases of time-based goals because well, what happens after that time elapses? You just put a, a stop to everything. Like, no, it's it's a continual process, a continual journey. Um, I I can't say you're, you're ever going to be free of problems or, or struggles with this. You just get better at dealing with them. 
And again, perks of experience. Um, last tip I want to give Courtney before we wrap things up, if you don't mind. Yes. Is just understand there's a difference between having high standards that you want to hold yourself to, which I'm all for. Uh, I'm all for I'm all for you know wanting to strive towards standards of excellence. Like sign me up. Yes. Like I'm there. But there's a difference between that and being an outright dick to yourself with unfair or unrealistic expectations or negative self-talk, talking yourself down, talking yourself out of things. That they're two different things. Very, very different. Um, and one, in my opinion, having high standards of yourself. Nothing wrong with that, but it can it can be a double edged sword where you can turn it into being a dick because it's like well you you may not you may have fallen short in in one or two particular situations, but does that mean you can't go back and give another crack? Yeah, and try and do better the next time. Yeah, what do you think? I completely agree. We live in a we live now in a world where everything's supposed to be perfect. Um, I call that fantasy land. Yes. Uh, that's not how it works. Uh, that's just delusion. It might, might happen on social media, but we all know that that's not real life. So there is nothing wrong with aiming high, as you said, Matt, but there's also nothing wrong with potentially not getting everything that you wanted to the first time round I'll and tell you trying something. again. I'm glad you said that. Excellence does not happen the first time round. No. At all. Never does. You look at you and me, Courtney, or you and I, things we've grown to become good or excellent at over time never happened on the first lap around the track. No. It's just been constantly come, like, even even sort of our confidence in doing this podcast compared to when we first started. Like, remember we used to be shitting ourselves? Yes. Recording our episodes? Yes. Now it's just like, yep, cool, got a plan. Here, like Here it is. Fifteen takes. Yeah. No, that didn't sound very good. I think we need to start again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We'd start again. Yeah. We like ten times. Quite a number of our early episodes, we we would actually stop and just start them right from the beginning yeah. because we fuck something up. Yeah. Now, no fucks given. And we still don't edit because we're still too lazy to edit. That's the too hard basket. Yeah. That is. So let's wrap this one up. Yes. Let's. Let's wrap this one up by putting out an invitation to our awesome Facebook group. Yes, it is still on Facebook.com. Facebook. Yep. It yep. is called the Weight Loss Podcast. So Whoa. if you're not in it, join it. I will put a link to the group in the uh, episode description of this episode in your podcast app. So just click it and boom, come hang out with me, Courtney, and other fans and like minded people. You can contact us via email, Matt. Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Yes. Anything that, any feedback, any questions. Tell us how terrible we are. Um, yes. Tell us how awesome we are. I'll tell you what, it'd be nice to hear from someone else other than you and me about how awesome we are. Amazing. I think that's it. That's a wrap. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Hope you got a lot out of this and we will see you next week. Bye. Are you ready to share your success? Head over to our website for full access to our show notes, resources based on today's topic, and links to our Facebook group so you can share your story with our hosts and many others out there who are looking to achieve and maintain their health and fitness goals. You can find all that and more exclusively at theweightlosspodcast.com. 